Hi, everybody. I'm Sess Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Ben Lipschitz, co-founder of Food by Us. Ben is passionate about bringing innovation to the hospitality industry, and Food by Us is helping him do just that by connecting hospitality businesses with local producers to get the best deals and products. Hey, Ben, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sess. You're most welcome. So Food by Us, it was chosen by a lot of our readers and listeners as the most innovative business in Australia, which is a pretty mad honor. How are you feeling about that? Super excited. And, you know, when we were in the shortlist, we looked at the competition and me and the team just said, no, there's no way. So we're really excited and and really, really proud to be, yeah, named. So can you give me the elevator pitch just for the people that aren't familiar with Food by Us? What I, what's Food by Us all about? Yeah, sure. So Food by Us is a one-stop shop uh, connecting hundreds of wholesale suppliers um, to thousands of restaurants and basically allowing them to search, compare and buy anything that they might need to run their restaurant from seafood, fruit, veg, even alcohol and packaging. Uh, we bring it all together in the one place. So we're saving them a ton of time and also a lot of money because we're acting as a kind of buying group, giving small businesses that purchasing power that would normally only be reserved for the bigger guys. So how have you found COVID? Has there been a big impact on the, the business? Yes, I think, you know, it's no secret that hospitality is one of the key businesses alongside travel and a few others that's that's negatively impacted by COVID. Um, and that's absolutely the case with Food by Us. It's been tough and we sit between our suppliers and our restaurants and I can tell you that both sides of our network are, are doing it tough and uh, we feel it too. So we offer both sides a lot of support to, to try and help during these tough times. Um, but yeah, COVID is certainly something we'd all like to see the back of uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. You're not um, new to entrepreneurship. Food by Us is not your first venture. So did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Did you get that bug at an early age? Not really. You know, both of my parents were professionals and um, actually came as a bit of a shock, I think, when I said, look, I'm, I'm not sort of going to go into a professional career. I'm going to start my own business. And before Food by Us, my, my business, Flipsters, was a innovative sort of footwear company um, specializing in women's folding shoes for when their when their high heels just get too sore. But I, I think it just struck a chord in me from a young age, but it, it wasn't necessarily, yeah, like in, in the bones, I guess. Mm. And when you say your parents were expecting you to go into professional services, I mean, you did, didn't you? You're, you're actually a lawyer as well. I studied law, yeah. So I'm, I'm the youngest of three brothers and um, my dad's actually a lawyer. So the, the first two brothers didn't study law and I, I sort of the third one, he's like, oh, one, one of them I got, one's, one's going to study law. <laughs> um, and then after finishing university, I did a a short uh, sort of summer internship at one of the big law firms and um, just saw early on personally for me uh, as exciting as it was um, and as great a career opportunity as it, as it could have been. It just wasn't where my passion was mm. and had just decided fairly early on, look, if, if I'm going to work hard and do something, I really want to love it. Mm. Um, so yeah, sort of a, a lawyer for five minutes, I guess, but um, a, an entrepreneur for well, pretty much my, my whole career. So what was the tipping point then? What made you go, 
actually, yeah, I, I don't want this. I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to start a business. Um, a, a couple of things. I think one of it was what I was most passionate about. So I was really interested in business. And so I was in commercial law um, or a commercial law firm. And for the bit that most excited me, which is sort of driving the business, driving the revenue, driving the operations, driving the deal making, things like that. I didn't see the legal involvement of that as, as the core of it. I sort of saw it as absolutely a valuable service and, and sort of adding to the mix. But I really wanted to be in the driver's seat of, hey, I, I want to kind of do these deals. I don't just want to advise on them. So that, that was one element of it. And then I also sort of felt like I'm, a, I guess, like a naturally hard worker. And I knew I was going to sort of work hard. I, I wanted to really put a lot of effort into my career. And I just sort of ended up thinking, well, if I'm going to work that hard in any profession I do, you know, I may as well sort of do something that, that I've got some skin in the game because that's, that's sort of ultimately what's going to drive and motivate me more. So, yeah. And so your first business, as you mentioned, you, you saw a problem for your girlfriend with having the high heels and needing some flat shoes. Yeah. Is it something similar for Food by Us? What was the problem that you saw there and, and how did you think you could solve it? Yeah, I think for, for me, I, I love solving real world problems. I'm, I'm definitely passionate about that and, and being able to see you know in the world, hey, like we're really helping people. I'm not sort of the sort of business person that might do you know, a, a more hypothetical concept or a social media sort of concept. That's not what drives me. I like to see and solve problems. So yeah, with, with Food Bias was very much um, about understanding what was going on in the industry. My business partners were previously involved in a business called Menulog and together we sort of understood the value of getting a whole marketplace together, obviously Menulog um, acting for consumers so that they can select the restaurant that they want to get delivery from. But when we actually looked at those restaurants themselves, uh, they themselves had uh, a lot of challenges, I think, in procurement and in sourcing what they what they needed. And the more we dug, I guess, one level up the supply chain, the more we understood, hang on, we've helped consumers get their food. How are we going to help restaurants get their wholesale supplies? And that kind of problem became, I guess, the whole inspiration for Food by Us. And I imagine having that menu log connection, you, it would have opened a lot of doors in terms of you have those connections built in from that? It does absolutely help. Understanding marketplaces and technology, I think, was definitely two things that we were able to tick off really early on because of the menu log experience. But you'd be surprised how little translated because consumers think and act very differently to businesses. And so very early on, even though we understood tech and we understood marketplaces and we understood all that we could build for the restaurants, very quickly, we worked out these are not consumers. You know, consumers like a very easy, big pictures, sort of almost like a shopping experience in how they want to interface with the product. But restaurants don't shop, they order. It's an administrative task for them and they're doing it every single day. Um, so some of the interfaces we built in the beginning weren't even quite right because we realized, hang on a second, this has to be, you know, almost stripped back. This is a business to business tool. It's totally different. So um Yes, definitely some some things translated, but I would say maybe sort of 20 to 30 percent and the rest was really learning as we went. Yeah. So what was the, the biggest challenge then in that process? I think the biggest challenge as a tech player coming into the wholesale hospitality space is really understanding how each of these businesses operates. There's 90,000 independent restaurants in Australia and they're all sort of small independent it's a corner cafe it's a burger shop it's a pizza place and they've got very real operating problems and you have to sit and learn them because ultimately what we're building is a solution 
it's a solution for their procurement challenges. And so we really need to understand what kind of quality produce do you want? How often do you order? Who's ordering it? Is it the chef? Is it the owner? Is it this? Is it that? Um, you know, what does bad supply look like to you and how do we fix those issues? Um, all sorts of things like that is, I think, a huge and steep learning curve. Um, and once we were able to get our head around that, we were able to build the right technology to solve their problems. And you had to build that from the ground up? Yes, all the technology we built is um, you know, built in-house with uh, sort of local web developers. We've got a very, very strong technology team. Um, thankfully, one of uh, my co-founders pretty much built Menulog, um, built the technology of it from, from the ground up. Uh, and it's just very strong from a tech point of view, particularly in marketplaces. So I think that was a real strength in our DNA from the beginning. And, you know, we've sort of caught up, I think, to learning how the industry works, and that's great. So now our hospitality and procurement, we're always learning, but I think our, our knowledge is quite strong there. And so I'm really fortunate that our, our tech sort of continues to drive us forward and, and give us, I think, that, that innovative edge. And were the businesses resistant to embracing new tech? Was that was that an issue? Because I imagine they all have their own yeah. like processes and they all have their own SaaS service stuff. So was it was that another challenge? You know, what's so interesting is when they're using technology already and you come in with a food by us marketplace solution, it's actually a great sell and they love it because they're used to tech, but there's not really uh, a marketplace out there like ours. And so, you know, instead of 15 different apps to use, you know, 15 different supplies, it's just the one. So they love it. I think the harder part for us is when they're using phone calls and text. And even fax is still operating in um, the hospitality space. And now you're saying to this chef, you know, the way you've done things, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever it is, hey, we'd like to not only introduce this great marketplace um, to save you time and money, but we're also going to get you online and get you changing your fundamental behavior. And that can be really challenging because you're really asking them to change how they've done business. Um, and, and that often our biggest challenge in a sale is not the concept or our suppliers or our price or anything like that. It's just teaching, teaching people to use a different way of running their business and using technology as a more integrated tool. And that, that's what we find. So yeah, there's definitely resistance, but I think, I think it's a normal kind of resistance that any tech player would face as they're trying to sort of innovate and change the industry. And yeah, we've, we've got, um, We've got, I guess, our, our training and methods of, of trying to help in that way. Mm. And, and I guess it's not, you know, it's not just you guys, it's tech in general because a lot of small businesses have been reluctant to embrace tech in a way. They, they kind of see it as something that's for enterprise or, you know, big corporates, And but slowly they're getting the picture that actually this tech is accessible and it's for everyone and it's going to actually improve their lives because it will make things more streamlined it will free up their time like so I don't think you're alone in battling that that um trying to get tech into business but seems like it's quite a common common refrain <laughs> but hopefully it's changing yeah a hundred percent and I, I think it's sort of two parts so so one is I believe the tech will help me so you sort of have to explain why it's going to help and then the second part which is way harder to deal with is I'm not confident enough to use that tech. And that that's, that can be quite personal. And, you know, not everyone wants to admit that they're not sort of online 24-7. And, and that that's almost a bit more emotional. So we can help you. And, you know, this is a great product. And da, da, da. Yep, most people accept that. Uh, and it's tech, great. The, the second part is, yeah, sometimes a little bit more challenging. How has Food by Us evolved from what was in your head 
to what wound up actually out there in the marketplace? Yeah, I think it's it's always evolved from day one and it's definitely, you sort of imagine this linear straight line and it's definitely a squiggly line. Initially, we focused quite a lot on baked goods. We, we dealt a lot with cafes and the reason is that that little pastry cabinet that you often see at the front of most cafes is often changing over no matter what. Um, they often want to keep, you know, something new and interesting. It's gluten-free or it's this or it's that. You know, it's a cronut one day and it's something else the next. So that was sort of the logical place to start because it's a nice place for a cafe to dip their toe in the water of having a lot of different, uh, in that case, baked goods suppliers to choose from. And we started to see traction quite quickly. But we very quickly were getting asked, do you have dairy? Do you have fruit veg? Do you have meat? And so as our supply mix started to increase, we learned, okay, well, we're not just servicing cafes anymore. We're now servicing restaurants. And that became caterers and then even schools and hotels and pubs and clubs and RSLs. So I think as the supply side grew, one of the things we didn't really foresee is our customer base or our potential customer base will grow and change. And so as that happened, you know, the vision we had of like nice, neat marketplace and so on, suddenly we were dealing with, well, it's not just a cafe and an operator with one person ordering. We've got chefs and owners and accountants, multiple people logging into the system. How are we going to manage all of these different users? Accountants were getting angry if the numbers and the invoicing didn't match up because, of course, we're running all the payments. And so our invoicing has to be perfect. Um, and getting those different entities to all understand what food by us is became you know, m- more of a challenge. Is that where the zero integration came into play? Yeah, that's a really great example. So um, we didn't sort of envision, you know, at the beginning that we would ever be dealing with the accounts side or, or zero. And now we run all payments for the supply side of these restaurants. And t- typically it's the bigger places, although the, the smaller places love the feature too, where they can just connect zero. And instantaneously after ordering through FooBuyUs, everything gets pushed into zero. It's a huge time saver and it keeps all the books nice and neat. And instant as well is a big thing because normally you're sort of only finding out how you went uh, at the end of the month, uh, at the beginning of the following month, which is often too late. So yeah, I, I think from a, uh, an evolution point of view, um, really just starting to learn more and more all the time about what our ever-growing customer base wants. Would you ever consider, I mean, it's B2B at the moment, even though it's very, um, the range of businesses are vast, would you consider a consumer model? You know, what's interesting is during uh, 2020 when there was the first uh, lockdowns, we did start to get a few orders from consumers and the reason for that is Coles and Woolworths at the time were not doing deliveries. There was also panic buying. People didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. And it drove people to start looking towards things like food by us. And um, at the same time, our suppliers who had historically never, ever wanted to deal with consumers because they, they're really geared up for, for restaurants, high, vol- high volume orders, you know, um, really big, big quantities, all that stuff. Um, they also allowed us to really let consumers order. Um, but it was short-lived, and the reason really is that unless you have a very big family and you're ordering you know, minimum order, sort of $100 fruit veg and then another $200 of dry goods, and you're up to $1,000 just to get your, your order as a consumer. And that's not, really, that's not really feasible when you've got Coles, Woolies, and the like uh, just down the road. So we, we, we sort of dabbled with it during the pandemic, but we've found that our best place is in solving the problem that restaurants face and in building the tech around that, not in trying to be all things to all people. Um, so, yeah, we've sort of really pulled that back uh, as, as things have gotten normal again. Yeah, that's probably actually good advice. You can't be 
all things to all people, can you? Because someone just always ends up getting upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've sort of had these consumers saying, I, I don't want, you know, hundreds of kilos of, of bananas or whatever. So, well, that's all we sell, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it just it wasn't a perfect fit. So what's what's next for Food by Us and what about for you personally? Have you already got your next uh, entrepreneurial idea percolating away in the back of your mind oh i i mean for me personally i'm very focused on food bias at the moment um i think we have a long way to go we've only got you know in the, in the thousands of restaurants and as i said this is ninety thousand in the country so I think we have a long way to grow with this idea if, in terms of next for food bias is we really are now looking at a high growth stage so uh we have spent we're, we're a young company, so we're only a few years old, and we've spent that time learning about hospitality, learning about the problems that we need to solve and building great, great technology, just a great product around that. That product is now really ready to scale. So we're already in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. We need to expand beyond there, and we're really, really looking to get many, many, many restaurants on board and using us. So that that's kind of the growth part of it. But then I think the other important part is how we play in the industry. And we really operate in two industries. So obviously we're in hospitality and food service. So we really want to make sure that we're connecting the right buyers to suppliers. And you know we're looking at all sorts of innovative ways we can do that through the marketplace we've built, but also outside of it and doing all sorts of meetups and things like that. So we really want to be a good and constructive player within hospitality. And then the other industry we're part of at the same time is technology. So another thing that we're sort of looking to do with Food by Us is we want to make sure that we are the procurement tech player of choice for every restaurant and that we play nicely alongside all of the other bits and pieces of hospitality tech. So zero in accounting is one example, but there are plenty of table ordering systems, point of sale systems, rostering systems like deputy, um, and so on and so on. And we know that we're really good at procurement. So that's our, our sort of tech thing. So we want to make sure we play nicely and, and in a constructive and sort of really collaborative way with the tech hospitality side. And we're looking at ways that we can kind of do that so that really when you open a restaurant in the near future, you should have a laundry list of tech that you need and it should be zero and food by us and deputy and whatever else. And that's kind of something we're excited to build as well. It sounds like a really great prospect for your future that, that you've got a pretty good idea in your head of how you want things to go and definitely getting the different apps and tech to play nicely is so essential so it's great to hear that that's front of mind yeah we're, we're excited for it it's been great chatting with you and i look forward to hearing more about the food by us story in future onwards and upwards yeah thank you so much it's been great talking i really appreciate it